Hey, hey, it's a Suburban Upset. I am Jamie, and I'm getting an episode done early. I'm so proud of myself. I actually took the day off, committed to getting my to-do list done to free up some mental space for this week. And so just excited to have another episode. This one is going to be all about trauma. Once again, I was not really intending on doing this episode yet, but this week has brought about... or the last week, has brought about a lot of conversation about my past trauma and how it has impacted the way I live my life day to day. And so this is just another topic of why I constantly feel like I'm an outsider. And it's nobody's fault. There's no blame to be had. It is simply facts. It is just another reason of things that have occurred occurred in my life that have impacted the way I choose to live my life, the perspectives that I hold and the opinions that I keep. And so I guess one thing that I could do better about is telling people more about my life. It's just, I don't honestly, I feel like I will traumatize them if I talk about my past. And I feel like I become this kind of like, um, scarlet letter person where nobody really wants to have those kind of conversations. And again, that's just all me. That's just my thinking. Nobody has really ever treated me that way, but I am a 39, (laughs) almost about to be 40 year old woman. And I have lived the life of, I would say most women who are in their eighties and, or beyond. And so I just kind of want to talk a little bit about what I've gone through, how it has changed me as a person and why it makes me have these peaks and valleys in my life. And I've been doing a lot of reflecting on it. I've been more open in my conversation with my closest friends about it. Those people that really do understand and know my past, they understand me and it's not too much or overwhelming for them to have these kind of conversations. So I know you know a little bit about my history. I grew up really, really poor in a very small town on a red dirt road in a trailer until I went to college. And of course that impacted my life. But when I was 17, my dad died of heart disease. And that was, and this is going to have to be a whole separate episode, but it was obviously very traumatic. So my dad had heart disease, you know, most of my childhood that I was aware of. And, um, right before he passed away, he had multiple heart attacks where the hospital like care flighted, like a helicopter landed in our yard and picked him up and took him to the hospital. And he had a big surgery scheduled coming up fairly shortly when all this was happening. And so there was just a ton of tension. Um, anyways, so one of those times, obviously he was taken to the hospital. They did an emergency surgery on him and got him on a heart transplant list And they eventually could not get the other organs in his body to cooperate. And so he did pass away. Um, That was right before I was about to go to college. So I'm on the brink of turning 18, becoming an adult, and then leaving my home and my family and everything that I knew to go to a college that was far away. My sister moved to California 
and got married when she was 18. So it's not like I didn't have some kind of perspective on that, but obviously it was very new for me. So when I got to college, I was grieving because my dad had passed away, but also in this entirely different world, just in the conditions alone, like driving, navigating. It was such a large town with so many people and also having to like make new friends because I went potluck in my dorm. And, you know, I was a role follower in high school, so I did not drink. I wasn't having sex. I wasn't partying. I was a pretty, what you would call straight-laced kind of person. One, I loved to follow the rules, but also I was a Christian. Like I had been saved in junior high, so that shaped a lot of my values, I guess. And um, when I went to college, I guess, you know, I didn't know how to grieve my dad, and I was very, very lonely. And so I started drinking fairly heavily, um, trying some drugs. And I eventually got a little bit out of control with that. So I would say like there were several years through my college experience that were a pretty big blur for me. And, um, right after graduating from college, I was 24 and I was a first year teacher and I was diagnosed with breast cancer and it was an aggressive breast cancer that had already spread to my lymph system. And Lewis and I were not married yet, but we were engaged to be married. And so I was navigating my first um, teaching job, planning a wedding, and then this diagnosis of breast cancer, which by the way, neither I nor Lewis had any connection to anyone that had had breast cancer. So we had no clue what we were doing. And I would say, now looking back, realizing how young we were at 24 and just, you know, immature and hadn't lived a ton of life yet. And so that breast cancer diagnosis lasted, you know, impacted my life for years to come because I went through a significant amount of treatment that was drawn out over several years, it included chemo, radiation, double mastectomy, reconstruction, follow-up surgeries, um, significant other treatments. Uh, my heart was damaged pretty significantly through chemo. My ejection fraction went from about 70 to about 45-ish. And so there was a lot of medication for my heart and um, also just going to tons of doctors. So obviously very traumatic, but any I think anybody that's gone through this situation can agree with me that when you're given that kind of diagnosis, when you're going through treatment, you're actively fighting for something. And so, you know, I felt I felt good about what I was doing, but then came the years after where there was no more treatment. And so I wasn't actively fighting the disease. I was just essentially doing checkups and in my mind, waiting for a reoccurrence. And so that was also really traumatic because honestly, I I couldn't deal with it properly. I had a ton of anxiety. I was medicated heavily through my treatment for my anxiety. And then it became not an addiction, but a dependence. And so I was taking high dosage of Xanax and things like that to help me cope just sitting through treatment and everything, you know, after that. And then of course, through major surgeries, I mean, my double mastectomy was, I want to say it was like seven to nine ish hours. And so I mean, that was all a blur. My brother came home from being a Marine 
to see me before I had surgery. All I know that I was heavily medicated and I was in the hospital and mooned my own mom and thought that was hilarious. So clearly, um, I don't have a lot. Also in the, I was in the hospital for a long time after I had that surgery and it was unlimited room service. And Lewis says that I would just like every hour call down for room service and get food. We watched back then, it was, you still got movies from Blockbuster. So um, he got Click and I would, he said one time, we watched it like multiple times because I would fall asleep during it and then we would have to restart it. But he said one time I had called room service, got French fries and fell asleep with a French fry in my mouth while watching the movie. And after I got out of surgery, I don't know how many, like how much time had passed, but I know we went to Blockbuster by our house and I was like, oh, I've been wanting to see this movie. Click. We should get it. And he was like, you have to be kidding me. We watched that so many times in the hospital. But anyways, um, so obviously very traumatic. And during that healing process, I was going through a lot mentally. I was, I wanted to be a mom the moment I graduated college. And it was something that Lewis and I had to navigate when we were discussing being married. And of course I couldn't get pregnant. My doctors really recommended I wait five years before I even tried to start getting pregnant. And, um, you know, they, t they told me the likelihood of me getting pregnant were very small because of the treatment I was getting. And we didn't have the money or resources to freeze my eggs. And so we just decided we would rely on the Lord to provide for us. And that if I couldn't get pregnant, we would adopt. And that was kind of a forced situation. If we had all the money in the world, I would have definitely made a different choice. But we just didn't have it and neither did our families. So we didn't have that kind of... Um, support, um, I guess in that way, but, um, all my girlfriends were starting to get pregnant and have babies and I couldn't be happy for them because I was so sad and just woe is me about not being able to get pregnant at the time. And so I had a lot of mental kind of ups and downs during that time. Well, along those years, several things happened in our lives. So obviously Lewis and I got married and, um, his dad actually committed suicide. And then it wasn't too long after that, that his mom was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. So she got ALS. And also I had two babies 10 months apart, which is very traumatic. Um, and, just all of these years, looking back, um, how many very big and significant things that have happened to Lewis and I with real, no time, no real time, I should say to recover or even deal with it because it was just kind of like, bam, bam, bam. Like something would happen. We would kind of end the season and then something else would happen. And, you know, having, two kids 10 months apart, we actually moved to provide a home for my mother-in-law so that she could be taken care of. And so I moved with two small children and into a town where I didn't really know anyone. And Lewis was traveling all the time for work and trying to navigate his family with two new kids, two babies, and a mom who was very ill. And so, um, after that, 
you know, things seemed like they were slowing down, but it was a good three or four ish years before I really felt like I wasn't like just had my head above water because when you have two children, um, no matter how many years apart they are, it's hard to navigate as a new mom. And, you know, it's the only way I knew how to do it, but having two kids that are 10 months apart was extremely challenging. And, um, then both of my boys ended up being diagnosed with ticks. So we navigated that. Um, they both have actually motor and vocal ticks. Um, my oldest has grown out of them for the most part. And my youngest, we don't see a ton as long as we micromanage so many things for him, diet, sleep. And he also takes a medication to help because he also has ADHD. But um, mentally navigating my babies going through this because we all know that kids can be really, really cruel and they were school aged and seeing them kind of suffer through learning how to suppress them at school so they wouldn't be made fun of, but also how draining it was for them going to doctors and realizing there's not a ton of information or solutions for it is heartbreaking and not knowing if it was going to last forever or if it was something they would grow out of. And so, you know, I just, and multiple occasions it has been brought up over the last week about me wanting to make some changes in my lifestyle you know, I'm always seeking, my number one goal is always to, to seek this life, to live in freedom that I know I was created to live. And I have no doubt that I, my story is an Israelite story. I have been wondering for a lot of years, and I know it's because at the other end of this, God has a healing story for me, but I just haven't been ready for it. And so while I have made a lot of progress, um, over the years and have overcome a lot of it has just been suppressed and comes out in me in a lot of ways that I don't necessarily like. I want to live a life that is peaceful. And right now I feel like, oh, and I should say, I kind of left out another part where I got a hysterectomy. It was recommended by my doctors. Um, once I was done having children, to, I can't believe I forgot to say this part of our journey, but honestly, sometimes some of it gets lost in the mix. But um, after we had Holden and Hunter, and I think it was around six years ago, maybe five years ago, um, I'm terrible with time. Obviously, my brain is a little foggy from all of the things, but um, I got pregnant and we had a miscarriage. And through that, we realized that we were done having children. And so at the recommendation of my doctors who said, once I'm done having children, I should get a hysterectomy because, um, I don't have family history of breast cancer and, you know, it's kind of a big long shot genetically. Um, I had a variant that was linked to ovarian cancer. And so it was the best option to take to prevent, you know, any further cancers in that regard. And so I went ahead and had a hysterectomy and it took me years to get through the, I would say, anxiety slash fear slash regret slash depression, because then I kind of realized once it was taken away from me that which was my choice. I'm not saying it's not, but, um, I did want to have a child. I wanted to have another baby. I was coming off of my kids now were at an easy age and I had these two boys, but our house 
didn't feel complete and I could no longer do that unless we adopted, which has been a very contentious point in our marriage because Lewis has always been on board with adopting. And, um, while I was in the beginning before I knew if I could have children, I didn't feel led to adopt. And so, um, that was another big, huge experience in our lives that was really dramatic, uh, traumatic. And so, you know, I just, I want to make 2022 the year of really doing some healing. And I started that process a couple, probably last year. Um, my number one thing that I will always do because it is the one thing that we do in our family is that when we're seeking answers, we always ask God, we lean in and we listen. Um, we build our relationship, the foundation of our marriage and what we teach our children comes from the Bible and what we know about God and how thankful we are for Jesus. And so this year it's making the priority of first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, last thing I do when I go to bed, is it going to be my phone and social media? Is it going to be the hype and the drama of living in this suburban town? Or is it going to be the peace of my father? And so I am choosing to do that. And I'm so lucky to have some girlfriends, some godly relationships that are going on this journey with me. And, um, but also I'm going to commit now publicly that I'm going to go to therapy for the first time in my life to really just work through some of these things that I have that are just so unsettled in my heart and in my mind. Also, I have ADHD um, as well, and it's hereditary. Sorry, Hunter, but um, I need to really deal with that. My hormones ha impacted my ADHD significantly, and here recently I've noticed that I have had some good days where I've been so productive and I have felt so good, not tired, not down, less anxiety, and I want to feel that way every day. I don't want to feel cloudy. I don't want to feel overwhelmed and like I have to write everything down or I can't remember it. And I want to be able to finish tasks. And that's something that I am not that great at. I am so creative. I'm so organized. I've got it going on when it comes to planning events, but the follow through is not there and I don't like it. And I, I do really want to change that. And so I am going to be committed to at least while I'm working on some things, seeking out some medication to help me because I also do really believe that there's some lifestyle changes I can make, less time on my phone, more time with my family, eating healthier, sleeping, which I'm pretty committed to at this point. I go to bed at 8.30 almost every single night, but I've slacked sometimes in those valleys where I stay up until late watching Netflix or YouTube TV or whatever. And so, and, the, and that those valleys can last a really long time. It's not like, oh, I had one week where I didn't go to bed. No, months will pass. And I'll be like, oh my goodness, I have not been sticking to my sleep schedule. And I can totally tell a difference. And so I'm definitely going to be working on those as well. But sometimes for a person like me, doing everything at once is completely overwhelming. And so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to rely on some help. And I'm going to... I think that I'm finally ready for the healing process after all of the trauma that I have been through basically my entire adult life. I mean, 
honestly, I was 17 when my dad died. And so I turned to be an adult at 18, which you're not mature enough to really be an adult at 18. And now looking back, I don't feel like I was, but that was the start of my adult life. And then we went through all these other things until just recently. And, you know, then it was COVID. And so goodness, the world is so heavy and so dark right now. And it weighs on me because I just, I don't like it. And, um, I see God moving and I feel like it's time for me to seek out some of the help that I need to talk about it more often and not feel like a burden when I talk about it to other people. But that goes back to this, just like suburban lifestyle where everything is so surface level and, you know, there's no real balance of like, how are you today? Well, you know, I'm struggling instead of, oh, I'm good. How are you? You know, and I, I try really hard not to do that, but I do it. And, you know, I'm a really good actor and like kids, I, you know, can put on a happy face and I push through. And the thing about it is I was, you know, talking to a good friend of mine about this, you know, this morning actually. And we were talking about how she's had some similar things happen in her life and just, you know, kind of an overwhelming traumatic life. And I'm happy every day. I'm grateful. I love my husband. I adore my children and they are so, so special to me because they are gifts from God. And, um, I'm so thankful for our home and the neighborhood we live in. And on a day-to-day basis, I am happy, but you know, I suppress so much and I'm not at peace and I want to feel what that true joy feels like, because I don't think that I've ever really had it most of my life. And I don't think that's how God wants me to live. And so, you know, if you haven't lived And that's what I'm, so this is what I mean when I say I have lived the life of an 80 year old woman, because most women my age have not experienced this stuff. And so I feel so unrelatable because small things don't always matter to me. You know, I want to live my life to the fullest. I want to make choices that, you know, I don't let the days pass by because when we let the days pass by, then years pass by. And while I have done that in some regards, I'm definitely not the same as most women my age because I've just lived this life that has led me to the understanding of how short life is. And, you know, I should have made a couple of better choices as far as dealing and he- with this and healing um, instead of trying to do it on my own. And I don't think there's anything wrong with seeking help. Um, but you know, I just feel so unrelatable to other women my age most of the time because of what I've gone through. And so I hide away in the background and I put on a smiley face and I push through and I do the things. And, you know, it's not that I'm not genuinely happy. It's just that I don't feel like people will understand me or the choices I make because of what I've been through. And so I feel like an outsider. And so, you know, I'll have those peaks where I try to fit in and I try to make it all hunky-dory, but that doesn't always last long. But, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that my story of seeking help and making a commitment to lifestyle change, but number one, and most importantly, just asking God to lead me in this process is inspiring to you, no matter what you've been through in your life, because I know that we've all been through very hard seasons and very hard things. I don't know too many people that haven't necessarily gone through 
maybe not as much as us, but you know, nothing at all. And so, um, yeah, this is trauma and I hope that you will be in prayer for me on this journey. And if you ever need to talk about anything at all, you just reach out to me because I am here to listen and give any advice that I can. So you guys, I hope you have a great week and I hope that you are blessed and safe and healthy.